Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artists, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to The Bright Side with Technicia. Today is November 19, 2015, and I'm so glad to be back with you. Interesting show today, and I hope that you will learn a lot and get a lot of spiritual healing because I'm here with a blessed guest who has been through this threshold of it all. So uh, it's refreshing to have that on because we all need that after probably a tense week, getting close to the weekend, we all need this type of healing. Here with me today is Alea Dale, and she is a known, renowned spiritual healer. And she has an awesome book out called Seven Cups of Consciousness, Change Your Life by Connecting to the Higher Realms. And also today, you will be offered a free week of her daily cups of consciousness. And I will make sure that you get the link for the free samples to the cups. Yes, darling, I sure will. Um, Also, I just want you to take back, take a step back. Um, imagine a life just filled with the happiness and purpose where you are connected with the divine and perfect aspect of yourself, protected and guided by a loving, angelic presence. Now, deep inside, you feel creative, passionate, and joyful. And all of that is reflecting to every moment of your day's life, right? Exactly. Now, in this book, In Seven Cups of Consciousness, Change Your Life by Connecting to the Higher Realm, um, trailblazing spiritual teacher and author Leah Dale shares how this kind of life becomes possible when you learn to consciously connect with the resources in the higher realms. Her book is more of a step-by-step process built around the cups of consciousness. It's not just a talk-at-you book that is designed to give you that access to other dimensions. And in this, she offers simple concepts such as you live in a in a multidimensional reality, you are never alone, and your challenges can help you grow. Energetic practices and audio mediation will help you to release limiting patterns and gain access to a higher consciousness. So we're going to cut to the chase, and we're going to bring our girl, Alea Deo, on. Please do call in at 347-426-3751 with your questions for Alea. And if you have any responses, you can also shoot me an email. I will keep the chat box open just for you. As well, Alea, thank you for taking out the time to be here with us today. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. So uh, it's a pleasure. I I love having these um, types of talks and everything. I think it just, especially since we're getting close to the weekend, it helps release all those negative energies from us. Um, now, Alea, let me ask: um, How long have you been in practice? I have been in practice as an alternative healthcare practitioner for over 20 years. I started off at a really young age. Wow. Now, when it when it comes to healing, um, what type of clients do you deal with in your practice? 
Well, it's changed over the years. I actually started off at the age of 20 as a massage therapist, and then I went on and got my master's in oriental medicine and was an acupuncturist. And then in 2001, I had an enlightenment experience that exposed me to a different perception of reality, literally seeing and perceiving these other dimensions and other realms and connecting with guides and angels. And I started tuning into people's energetic fields and using sound and energetic protocols or prayers to help them shift what they were holding inside them in their energy fields. And so I really deal with a whole gamut of challenges. But my my mastery and passion is really helping people shift their consciousness out of suffering and into a more empowered, co-creative authentic way of being. So if people are struggling with self-sabotage or the self-critic or negativity or they keep drawing to them this very particular situation, they wonder why, I help them identify where that's coming from at an energetic level and then teach them how to shift it inside themselves. Oh, this is so thrilling. And just to have you on, I already feel that connection. You know, I feel like Everything is recalibrating right now, you know, and this is what I like because this is to help people to recalibrate everything in your life form that that point on. So, Alea, how do you really see yourself in relation to helping people heal? Um, I think of myself as a guide and an instigator, and I hold a I try to hold a safe, compassionate space for people, and cultivate help them cultivate greater awareness for the behaviors the energy they're holding inside themselves because if we're not aware of something we cannot change it and so I think of myself as the witness observer and actually when someone does set up a session with me a one-on-one I actually have them um, connect with me and we prep it out about two to three months so most people have to wait two to three months to work with me in the physical realm but I'm taking those two to three months to actually be the witness observer, send them information about what I am observing their behavior being from a higher plane. And so then when the session comes around, they've had two to three months of having this compassionate witness observer, which actually cultivates greater degrees of awareness. Have you ever cooked a meal or done a task when someone was watching you? You became more aware of yourself when you were being witnessed and observed, not from a judgmental place. So that's kind of the the space and stance that I hold when I'm working with others. Okay. I got you. And that was a great um, concept to use right there because I do get that when I'm in the kitchen. My children, they come in and look, and I'm like, okay, are you looking at me right now like I'm conscious now? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, I don't know if I want you to learn off me just yet, but okay, this is what mommy is doing to cook, and I know you're taking notes mentally. (laughs) Yep, Um, and energetically. (laughs) What does healing, exactly, what does healing mean to you? I think healing means moving into a more balanced, harmonic way of being. So that could be at a cellular level, it could be at an emotional level or a spiritual level. And I think that the way to basically trigger healing inside ourselves or in the outer world is to hold 
in what I call this river of light, there's a divine line that flows within us. It actually flows on the front of the spine. And from my perspective, the healing actually comes from this inner light that's flowing within us. And when we get it really strong, really coherent, really balanced, we tap into it, we hold our awareness there, it gets even stronger, and then it starts to positively impact our cells, our body, and other people. Right. And I think I would totally agree with that. To me, it's it's more of kind of like returning back to that natural state that we already know that we probably have, but we're unaware. And yeah. I mean, the healing, which is already in ourselves already. And, you know, if we could, could really connect back to that universe within ourselves through love, then I feel that we're just home free, like, like a home run in baseball. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's interesting, when I was working on the um, the seventh chapter, which is the seventh cup, You Are Perfect, I went into um, a deep pondering of how to help somebody really connect in with that perfect part of them. And so I went into meditation, and in my meditation, I was looking at the light, this river of light that flows on the front of the spine, almost like standing in this column. And I thought to myself, how does one cultivate more love for this light that flows within? And the wise angelic realm mounted around me and said, recognize the beauty flowing in that inner river of light. And so when we really start to embrace and connect with and perceive the beauty of our own divine light that each one of us has, no matter what level of consciousness we're holding. When we start recognizing that beauty, self-love starts to bloom. And then we start to hold a higher vibration, a more coherent way of being, which positively impacts all areas of our life. Exactly. And and just thinking of your book, your book is basic knowledge. It's no jibber-jabber in it. It's straight to the point, even when you read the the contents page, you could change your inner world. Your challenges can help you grow. Your body is a nature spirit. Your soul has wisdom and inner gifts. I mean, it's without even just going into the actual chapters, you can kind of basically understand, okay, yeah, I understand that. And it all makes sense. It's not like, oh, your soul is this. It's straight to the point. Your soul has wisdom and inner gifts. Everything gets entwined with one another. Um, and tell us a little bit more about it with the the daily cups of consciousness meditations and why you are doing them. Um, well, when I had that enlightenment experience in two thousand one, it was it was a, a life altering experience. And then for about three to four years, I was walking around kind of an energetic mess. I mean, I could feel this beautiful inner river of light flowing within me, but then I was also feeling all of the feelings of the people around me and hearing their thoughts with discernment, mind you, which was helpful. And I had what I call an angelic Bluetooth headset. So my guides were right next to me 24-7 for those first three years, guiding me through the process of navigating this different perception and way of being. And so after those three years, I, in a very unstructured way, came up with a formula for creating the life I really wanted. I ended up moving. I found my beloved partner. I started a new practice. I met new friends. I changed my name. And so my entire reality shifted within this three-year experience. And then after meeting my beloved partner, 
that's a whole other story in and of itself of how I found him. Um, he asked me, Alea, what are the concepts or the principles that you have used in the last several years mm-hmm. to create what it is you want? And I was flying on a plane, headed back to Telluride to see clients for a week, and I wrote down literally in one or two minutes these seven sentences. And then I started teaching these seven concepts uh, over 10 years ago to a small handful of clients and students. And then several years, I think three or four years after teaching this material, I then started recording these little audio meditations that basically spin off of and from these seven cups of consciousness. And what motivated me to start recording these meditations is I had in my heart a desire to serve more people. And when I was in session with somebody, I would have an insight. I would bring in what I call an energetic protocol or prayer to help somebody clear ancestral issues. And then I wouldn't write it down. And that person would walk out the door better for the work, which was great. But then I would forget it and it would be basically lost, gone. And so after pondering these two pieces of how do I start capturing this work that I'm doing and how do I serve more people and help more people than just the people in my private practice, I was driving up from San Diego after a weekend with my husband down there. And my guide said to me, because they usually talk to me when I'm driving because I'm not multitasking and thinking about anything else other than being in this place of stillness. And they said, daily meditations. And I thought, what? I need to meditate more? And they're like, no, record daily meditations. And I had also been getting phone calls from clients wanting little 911 balancing sessions. And I thought, there's got to be another way that I can help people, support people, educate people, and teach people how to use their own energy fields to get themselves out of their little pinches or stress moments in the day. So in 2009, these daily meditations um, started, and then I started calling them the daily cups of consciousness. And uh, I think I have over 1,200 online now, and they speak to a myriad of different topics. Wow, because I know I've seen your various inspirational quotes on Pinterest, and those are plenty, but, hey, you need that. And that's a great vision board for anyone. Vision boards are the best, especially when they're motivating. And I was a little unstructured, um, the word that Leah just gave. I was unstructured because I meant to tell you that what I was just talking about when I was calling out um, use your challenges to grow, embrace your soul gifts, those were actually from her book, The Seven Cups of Consciousness. So I do apologize, listeners, because I try to go and make sure I go in order before asking a question. So, yeah. So, Alea, your journey to becoming a sound healer, what exactly is a sound healing, sound healing? Well, when I had that enlightenment experience, the angelic choir, which are beings of love and light in a higher realm, started to sing to me literally 24-7, very gently, lovingly, soothingly for those first three or four years. And then my guide started saying to me, Alea, you too are going to be making beautiful sounds to help people shift out of their challenges and shift their consciousness to higher states of being. And I was like, no way, you've got to be kidding me. And then I started having dreams where the dolphins and the whales would basically put me in these sound healing session chambers and would be emitting very particular sounds that would affect my light body and dream time. 
And then after several years of them working with me in dream time, they started appearing in my dreams and the dolphins would say to me, Alea, meet us at this beach at this time tomorrow morning. So I'd wake up and I would jump in my car with my kayak on the top of my car and I would arrive at the appointed beach and the dolphins would literally be swimming 100 feet offshore. I'd jump in my kayak, I'd paddle out, and they'd start swimming around my boat, and we would start having a telepathic conversation about how to use sound to shift any blocks within myself. And then as I felt it inside myself, I then was educated on how to help others, and then they would show me more information on how to help others using sound. And so I actually think that everyone is a sound healer, how we use our voice, if we're humming, if we're picking very particular music, adolescents are great at using sound to shift themselves. They listen to heavy metal, hardcore rock as a way of retrieving all responsibility so they can stand on their own two feet when they move into the world in their 20s. And so when we recognize that we're all tuning in to very particular sounds to help us or amplify how we're feeling, whether it's positive or negative, and recognize that we're all sound healers, we start then being able to use sound in a more conscious, empowered, effective way. And when I think of myself as a sound healer, I actually use my voice. Sometimes I use crystal bowls. I do have um, musicians who work with me, and we've actually created over seven sound healing albums. One of them was released by Sounds True uh, in 2014 called Light Body Sound Healing. And... um, when I make, can, can I just give you a little sample on the phone of what it sounds like to use my voice for the sound healing? Right. I'll, yeah, I'll give you a little sample. Here we go. Okay. So usually if I give you a sample, it's a lower tone, but then I will many, many tones on top of that. And when I'm making these sounds in the physical realm, I'm also making them in the higher realm. So I think of ourselves as multidimensional beings, and we do have access to these other parts of ourselves on these higher floors, and we can emit different frequencies, sounds, light, color, shapes to affect a change and positively impact another being. Wow, you know, music always has been the most powerful thing. And Alea, she she has an awesome album out, um, and you just really have to check it out. I got a few, I have a few of the samples myself, um, and and they just really enlighten you. Um, the her album is called the Light Body Healer album, and it was released of August 2014, and it's just really angelic and it's powerful. It's just so motivating. And matter of fact, I do have one right here, a little sample, and I'm going to play it right now. Here's one um, called Awaken. right there is just motivating enough in itself just to hear that. I mean, but um, 
just sent back in a calm, relaxed place, isolated from everyone else. You could really get your thoughts together and really do some great meditation here. You know, um, Leia, that was, I mean, I listened to him and I was, I was really moved myself. Now, you said something that I really love, and it was on love. And when we talk about self-love, that's very important to me. Um, but do you think it's also important when it comes to healing, and if so, why? I think that love is actually probably the highest vibration that we can hold right. inside ourselves and expose another to. Right. And it cre- creates this really beautiful, coherent way of being. There's no fear in it. There's um, open lines of communication. And I think that when it comes to healing, it's really about information and then empowerment. And when I think about the nature kingdom and plants, the plants are relaying very particular vibrations, information to different aspects of ourselves when we ingest them. And that, and that opens up the body's ability to trigger a shift, a change, healing, balance. And Chinese medicine works from this premise as well. So when we open those lines of communication by holding that vibration of love, the healing starts to happen in a really deep and profound way. Right. And the opposite of that, you have people out there who, who don't have that self-love, and they're seeking it from the outside, and it's very hard when you're doing that because that's not self-love, and it can be hurtful, and it and, and can create a lot of negative experience. And, and I, I should Absolutely. know, you know it's, it's not pretty at all. Well, this is one question I wanted to ask. Can people stop going to doctors and just self-heal? I think that's a process. I think that eventually okay. people will get to that. Um, but there is an awareness of the body consciousness. The fifth cup that I talk about, that fifth concept, is your body, Deva, is a nature spirit. You are not your right. body. And um, and when we start to recognize this unique consciousness that we are literally riding in, and we let our body start holding more self-love for itself because we're modeling that inside ourselves in that inner river of light, and then we give responsibility back to our body, Deva, to control itself, heal itself, infuse itself with its own light, its own essence. Then the body starts to hold a greater degree of empowerment. But I think it's important to recognize that if we were meant to do this journey alone, we'd only have one person on the planet. And I think that we are um, growing and evolving as, as individuals, but also as a group. And so when we think about going to a healer or a doctor, we want to recognize that that individual might be holding information for us or for our body and to look at anything that we're going through more as a process of evolution and to use whatever resources that we have access to and that resonate for us to help us move into greater states of connection, love, balance, and harmony. Right. And in this connecting, how does connecting to our intuition contribute to healing? I think that when we start tapping into the soul, our soul's inner wisdom, and the way that right. I do that is by taking a deep breath and pulling ourselves, using literally our inhale to pull ourselves into this inner river of light, and then to recognize that light flowing in that place. 
And in that light is all of your soul's wisdom that you have spent lifetimes cultivating. And then we start tapping into a deep soul intuition. As we do that, as the soul rider in the body, then the body David nature spirit starts to tap into its intuition and its inner wisdom that's connected with the nature kingdom. And then it starts feeling called to move into particular directions or eat certain foods or take certain herbs or go see a particular practitioner. So I think that the first step is to get the soul rider to tap into their own inner wisdom, then hold space for the body and treat it like a muscle. If you've been doubting your intuition for years and years and years, it's probably a pretty weak muscle. If you've been practicing and playing with it for years and years, it's going to be stronger. And when I think of a really simple way to start playing with the intuition, when you're in the grocery store, intuit which tomato should you buy. Or when you're out doing tasks, should you go to your post office first, the bank or the grocery store? Start listening to the flow of of your day, your energy, and the energies around you. Right. You have to. You got to be. You have to stay open, and and really see things at this connection to all things in life. Um, now, Alea, um, jumping back to your book. How do your cups of consciousness meditations coincide with your new book, Seven Cups of Consciousness? The book actually has 14 audio meditations that are part of the book. And in the book, on multiple pages, there's one link that gives readers access to online material. And when you go to that link and you enter in your email address, you then get to see images of all of the terms that I talk about. You can listen to those 14 audio meditations, and each one of those audio meditations correlates to one of the concepts. So with the first chapter, you live in a multidimensional reality. There's actually four meditations, one to help you connect with your divine line, one to connect with your higher self, that energetic part of you, another one to shift your blueprints in the higher realms to positively impact certain areas of your life, and then the other one is taking 20 conscious breaths to bring yourself into the present and connect even more deeply with your divine line. So And then as it goes on, the next chapter, the second cup, you're never alone, connecting with your team and angels, that has one meditation. And so I think of these meditations that are linked with the book as a really great way to experience these concepts and the work at a deeper and different level. Everyone is different. Some people are really visual, some people are auditory. And so I wanted to give multiple ways of exposing people to this information and helping them embody it in their own unique way. Right, right. I understand. Um, Throughout your book, as you were saying, you do have the audio meditation, and it it gives you websites to go to, which is so awesome. And if you read farther on into the book, it's still talking about inviting your higher self to activate the vibration of your essence and your divine line, and to model that to your body deeper. Now, and we we talk we talk so much about the body diva and the higher selves and um, and your team. Can you explain these terms to the listeners? Yeah. So your divine line is that river of light that flows on the front of your spine, and it's actually the only thing you can control. It's where the light of your essence flows, and so that's a core piece. It's like foundational. 
So as soon as you start learning how to connect in with that divine line, then you immediately gain access to what I call your higher self. It's your energy self. When I work with kids, I call their higher self their super self. When I work with people in the computer industry, technology, I call their super, their higher self their hard drive. And so if we recognize that we have this other vibrational aspect of ourselves that is non-physical, it exists in some other dimension, and we start making requests and tapping into this energy self, higher self, asking it to do the work, it then ripples into the physical plane and affects a change within us and around us. Your team are beings of love and light that encircle you. And some of us as children may have remembered that we had a team that we would call our imaginary friends. And so your team is still with you, and they can actually be an amazing buffer, support, and resource for you. And the way that I recommend working with your team is inviting your team to hold positive energies inside themselves as they encircle you in another dimension, a finger breath away. And then to have them recognize their own light, and as they increase their perception of themselves, you're then able to feel them to a greater degree. So those are some of the basic concepts of your divine line, your higher self, and your team, and working with these resources to begin changing your reality. And the whole premise of the book is really to to teach people how to use other dimensions and other realms to affect a change. We're not using the physical dimension to change the physical realm. We're using a higher realm to change the physical realm. Right. And now jumping jumping back because I was just thinking of with so much going on with healing, when it comes to breathing exercises, why would that be so important to do? I actually think of the breath as an incredibly powerful mechanism and I sort of think of it like barbells or the Pilates machine it can help you get stronger as a soul and when we take an inhale we are using the breath to actually pull ourselves into our divine line and then we're using the exhale to ground and anchor ourselves into this inner river and I don't know if you've ever gone scuba diving but when you're 30 feet Ooh, down, no, you've, got, <laughs> you've got this oxygen tank on your back and this thing in your mouth they call a regulator and it gives you your oxygen. And I think of the divine line as your oxygen line. And so the more you actually pull yourself using your inhale into this inner river of light oxygen line, the more you tap into that part of you that is so perfect and beautiful and other dimensional and energetic. And so we're using our breath to literally cultivate a deeper level of connection with that divine part of us. And it's we should be able to do it within one, two, three inhales. Now, it might take you 10 inhales to get it the first time. But the more you do it, the stronger it gets. And um, the specific practice is to close the eyes because when we close the eyes, we take our awareness off the physical world and we bring our awareness into our inner world. And then we use the inhale with the eyes closed to imagine that there is a river or a waterfall of light flowing within us up and down vertically on the front of the spine in the core of the body not actually in the spine, but on the front of the spine. And then we use the exhale to ground and anchor ourselves into that inner column. 
And then we use another inhale to pull ourselves in like our life depends on it. And then to use the exhale to ground in again. And then another breath to pull all of your awareness off of the outer world and into your inner world that is absolutely beautiful, perfect, and calm. And so when we use our breath in that way, regardless of the situations that we're in, if we're in the grocery store and we get stressed out or if we're in traffic or if we're in a tense situation with another, within one to two breaths, you can bring yourself back into that connected way of being and move from your authentic self instead of the reactive, fearful, angry, negative stance. Right. And, you know, when you were saying that, you know, you have to keep practicing. I think the biggest problem for most people, they get stuck in their minds and they create those illusions or disconnections to the world. Um, Just as in your book when the gentleman was said, I don't have a team, you know, I, I don't, I feel alone. And that's how some people feel. They feel isolated. I don't have anyone on my side. But I think it's just all part of your mind. You actually do have someone. And maybe it's not always um, the human physical in front of us sometimes. Yeah, we do have these beings. And I think of the mind. I was actually thinking about that this morning, and I love that you're talking about it. Um, I think of the mind as simply the computer screen. And it's showing us what energetic programs we're running, our body's running, and maybe even our team are running. And so when we start recognizing that mo- that the mind is simply an indicator of what's going on, then we can actually start asking our higher self, our energy self, to start shifting the energy that we're perceiving. So if you keep thinking about another person, well, some part of you is energetically tapping into this other person. Maybe you have information for them, or maybe they have information for you. Or if you're fretting about something, maybe it's that you, your higher self could actually start resolving that problem and challenge in a higher realm. And then the mind reflects to you the resolution and the solution in the higher planes and you stop fretting about it. Right. Well, listeners, I don't want you to fret and I want you to just free your mind just for a few minutes, probably not even longer than two minutes because we're going to take a short commercial break and we're going to come back with Leah. we're going to talk more about her book and other questions on healing so stay tuned do not touch that dial thought it was over not yet stay tuned we'll be right back you're listening to blog, 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 talk, blog talk radio baby i wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom But a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help. And, well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and, even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics that got me started, but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, but I'm really happy to have the extra help for her and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. This message is brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. 
All right, we're here with renowned healer Alea Deo, who is a sound healer, energetic practitioner. She's a minister in the state of California, doctor of Oriana Medicine, and a licensed acupuncturist in Colorado. She's been our alternative healer for 20 years, and she's here to help you on that true path to enlightenment experience and to receive that ability that you did so desire, you know, and she has a wonderful book out, Seven Cups of Consciousness, Change Your Life by Connecting to the Higher Realms with with um, with the New World Library, and it was released um, September of 2015, so it's out. You can pick it up, up um, at any bookstore, and we will also have something of a free reward for you at the end if you keep on staying on. Um, Alea, what simple things do you think people don't notice or fail to do that can really improve their life? I think what they what sometimes people do is they look at the outer world. That's a great question. And um and they blame the outer world or they blame outer circumstances, not realizing that we've called these situations in to learn a lesson or to attain a very particular vibration inside ourselves, sort of like a weight or a workout mechanism. And so if I go into a store and someone's really disrespectful to me and I get really upset, instead of pointing the finger at them, if I bring my awareness inside and go, okay, I'm really upset that they're being disrespectful of me, how can I hold even more respect inside myself and not ask that from another? Because if they're not respecting me, they're probably not even respecting themselves. And so wouldn't it feel better to have a compassion reaction? And so then as I cultivate more respect inside myself, what I'm wanting from the outer world, deep inside, and then on some level I fire everybody from respecting me, not their job. They can reflect it to me if they're respecting themselves. It's kind of like you can only give what you got. And so I think that's one of the strategies that we could use literally our outer world to see what it is we're holding inside ourselves, start shifting it inside ourselves, and we start creating and reflecting different realities in our outer world. Right. I think that is so true. Um, just same way, if you if you get yourself into a mess and you know your life is unhappy and your health is screaming and close relationships are falling apart, you've got to see that the problem must be with the way you're doing things, and sometimes people fail to realize that they want to blame others, and you can't make anybody change. We can't. All we no, can no, is hope that people change. You, you can't. They must They must want to do it. You can't go, oh, you're going to change today, because that's not going to happen <laughs> at all. <laughs> right, right. And then we're wasting our energy, too. Yeah. Right. We're holding our focus externally. Right, that is so true. You wasted too much time on them, honey. And that someone told me that weeks ago. I was telling them about people I knew, and she was like, you know, within a minute, moment you have talked to me, within five to ten minutes, all you have discussed with those people. She said, you quit wasting your energy on them. Quit thinking about them. Quit wanting them to be the way that you want them to be because they're not. Everybody's not going to be wanting to be motivated. Some people like to be stuck in the same circle and you have to either you change your friends or you change your friends and it's and I know it sounds kind of weird but it's just simple sometimes you you either going to change them or you just change your whole circle of friends period find you some new friends be by yourself honey it's right. just simple um 
Now, also, in your book, we talk about protocols and reference points. What are those? A protocol is like a prayer. And when I was writing the book, I, I actually looked at the Bible I had looked at the Bible okay. before, but I'm I'm not a, a religious person. I think of myself more as a spiritual, um, spiritually focused. And when I was looking at those prayers and even ancient prayers, I found that there were actually steps missing that were making them ineffective. And in the in the formula that I figured out sort of randomly of what affects a change inside us and around us is a seven-step process prayer or protocol. So it's like a formula. And when you follow each one of these steps and bring in these pieces, then you get a full working prayer protocol. So it's really, um, you know, like the very first step of a protocol or prayer is acknowledging that we live in this multidimensional world, which is the first cup. And then the second part of a prayer or protocol is bringing in your guides, your angels, the ascended masters to encircle you. That's the second cup. And so you go through the process and and essentially are working with this higher vibrational part of yourself and making very specific requests in order for the intended changes to occur. And in a protocol, I talk about reference points. And when we think about like when our car runs out of gas, what do you immediately think of? Gas station. We have wow. our reference points for filling our car up at the gas station. When we get hungry, we go restaurant, grocery store, food. So we have our reference points for getting a particular need met on particular locations. And um, one of the one ways to think about it is like when you think about love and connection, where do you go? Do you go outside yourself to somebody that you do love? and that you do want to connect with? Or do you hold your reference points for love and connection in your divine line? And do you go internally to start getting those inner needs met, but inside instead of from others? So when we hold our reference points internally and we start meeting our needs deep in our core, we become way more abundant. That positively impacts how we're supported in the world, our finances, our relationships. So these protocols help you shift your reference points. Right, okay, right. I'm following along with that one. Yes, uh, Leah, what's your best advice for people who want to become more self-aware and learn how to do healing, at least for themselves? I would say the first step would be to slow down. <laughs> okay. We live in a pretty crazy, busy world a lot of the time. Oh, we do. And it, and all this we do. Yeah, and so we're constantly getting bombarded by social media and information and news and TV and radio, and some of those things can be really great. They can be really inspiring, like your show, but sometimes if we listen to too much and we don't allow ourselves time for reflection, then we're never really cultivating self-awareness, and so if I'm constantly being barraged by the outer world then I never bring my awareness internally and listen to my thoughts. And I remember talking to a client of mine a couple of weeks ago, and he said, ah, I have to have the TV or the radio on all the time. I, I just have to have some other sound happening because if I don't, I just start going crazy because I've got all these thoughts going on. And I said, oh, well, what would happen if you started using your higher self and your energy fields to quiet yourself in the higher realms 
and reflect that quiet and that calm and that stillness and that self-awareness down to yourself here in this realm. And so to give ourselves an hour or two hours or three hours a day, if possible, of being in that time of quiet or once a week going into nature and sitting in stillness and just being with nature and with the wind and the sun and um, or the snow, depending on where you live. So I think it's really about building in a slower, quieter, more simple life with t- more time for reflection and then deeply pondering what it is you do want to be holding. And I know that that's sometimes a hard task, especially with the culture that we live in and the lifestyles that we might have, which is why I started bringing in these daily meditations. And you can literally listen to the meditations while you're opening up your email. So it starts to affect a change in your energy fields. And maybe after three months or six months or a year of letting your energy fields listen to the daily meditations, then your energy fields are quiet enough that it's actually comfortable to come into a place of stillness for five or 10 or 15 or 20 minutes a day and okay. get that strong, strong reference point for the light that flows within you. So those would be some of the things to start thinking about to build more self-awareness in, in one's life. That's a great question. Oh, well, thank you. Um, now, with the downloadable audio meditation that you're going to find in your book, how do you want one to go about using those? You would use those after the chapter. So, like, the first okay. book, the first cup has four, and you'd listen to those four or just one or two after the first cup. Then after the second chapter, you'd listen to that one meditation that correlates to the second cup. If you listen to the seventh meditation before you read the seventh cup, it might not make as much sense. Everybody's different in terms of how they intuitively receive information, so I think it's really important to honor your process and what you're feeling called to do. Uh, Right, and we all have a calling, and my mother always tells me, if you don't know your mission, you have to ask God and pray about it and find out because we all have a mission. No matter who you are, you all have a mission. Um, now, in your book, you talk about riding right in your body. How does one do this? Well, think about riding a horse. Where are you going to okay. ride on the horse? On, on his back, the, on top of the, yeah. the near the butt. Yeah, yeah, the saddle. <laughs> and so when I when I think about the saddle for us in the body, it's the front of the spine. And a lot of us want to control the body and have the body look a certain way or slow the aging process, right, whatever it might be. And what we do, the more we ride in the body, the longer we're in the body, the more we smear ourselves all over the horse or the car. And so when I think about riding right in your body, it's actually about pulling all of your soul essence, energy, light onto the front of your spine. And... A couple years ago, I was at Duke University doing a master mediation course with my husband, and part of that course was being in the cadaver lab. And I had been putting that off for years, and then finally the day came, and I was like, all right, I'll do it. And as I'm standing in the cadaver lab, somebody hands me a spinal cord. And as soon as I had the spinal cord in my hands, I heard my body say, that is where my divine line runs. 
And I really felt that activation in the spine of the body deva has its own divine line, just like us, the soul. We have a divine line that runs on the front of the spine. And the one thing that doesn't age in the body is the spinal cord. And I asked my body deva, why is that? And she said, well, that's where I hold all of my light. And I said, well, what would happen if you started to infuse your light, not only in the spinal cord, but into your cells, your arms, your legs, your belly, your skin? And she said, well, then my entire aging process would slow or stop. And so I started getting really busy as a soul, pulling my energy off my arms and my legs so that my body, Deva, had the space to literally get in herself. And the only place the body isn't going to be is the front of the spine where I ride on the saddle. Okay. Wow. So that's... I know that was a good analogy, though. It was. And it made... Yeah. It's right on point, though. That's what I love about it. It's no... It's no beating around the bush. No, I got to jump through this first rope. Everything is, I'm going to jump over this first rope, and that's going to be the end of it. That's how I find your book. Um, Alea, how do people, when it comes to their lives, how do they shift their lives towards happiness, health, and abundance? We start holding those vibrations of whatever we want in our outer world, in our divine line. And people might be like, well, how do I do that? And you take a deep breath in. You pull yourself into that inner river like your life depends on it. And you ask your higher self, energy self, super self, hard drive, whatever you want to call it, to begin activating those vibrations at the level of your higher self and in your divine line. Then you get your body and your team to do the same thing. So we're employing this what I call the sacred trinity. You, your body, and your team, when they're all holding a similar vibration, manifestation occurs. So that movie, The Secret, and the book, The Secret, they talk about imagining something and it happens. Well, I tried that technique and nothing happened. And then I started unpacking it and figuring out what are all of the aspects that can trigger whatever I want to have happen in the outer world. What are the pieces that need to come into play? And I had the realization that when we, the soul rider, are holding that very particular quality or vibration of what we want inside ourselves, so it stops becoming about the details of what it's going to look like in the outer world. If you had $2 million in the bank account, how would you feel? I'd feel free and happy. Great. Get that vibration of freedom and happiness flowing in your divine line. And then it will appear in an appropriate way. Maybe you fall in love with somebody who has $2 million or somebody gifts it to you or something magically happens and you get a job and then you have this incredible steady income. So the more you, your body, and team are all holding these vibrations in your divine line, the more your body and your life are going to shift into greater health, support, happiness, balance, whatever qualities you yearn for. And it's really important to honor the qualities that you yearn for, not the qualities that other people think you should have. Right, exactly. That is so true. People tell, and, and just making another example from that, people say, oh, well, that person can sing, and then they get up there and start singing. You're like, who told you that? Cause I remember one episode watching on um, American Idol, and uh, I think Simon was on there at that time. It was like, uh, who told you you could sing? The guy was like, all my friends. So that kind of takes it uh People have been in that situation, then that's kind of what Aaliyah is saying. Um, 
understand. Don't don't take what other people stand that you can do. Know that you can actually do this, not from what they believe, because belief to me has always um, it lies right in there. L I E lie. That's what beliefs are. We we want to deal with knowledge, and what's the first part of knowledge to know. So that is a big difference. Um, now, Alea, tell us about this book circle you already started in October. Yeah, I just had my third one last night, and I really wanted to create a space for for readers to um, ask me more questions about the book. And this is the first book I've written. And so there was a little part of me thinking, well, I didn't get it all in the first book. You know, it's like there's so many layers to these concepts. And so I was wanting to create a space that people could ask me questions. We could go deeper into the concepts. And we're going to do a total of eight book circles I'm recording them via video and audio and doing a live broadcast as well. And so as soon as somebody goes to the link and enters in their email address and that link that's in the book, they automatically have an account created for them under their email address on my website, aleadow.com. And then from that, they gain access to all of the book circles that I've done. So even if somebody buys this book in a year, they will have access to these eight audio video book circles that we're doing and diving deeper into the concept. So hopefully it's a place where people can get their questions answered in a supportive way. And and we're also going to be starting a Seven Cups of Consciousness book circle on Facebook so that readers can be connecting with each other and building community and sharing insights and, oh, my God, this is what happened when I used the third cup and sharing stories. So um, it's really about building community and cultivating a greater sense of support with the work. Wow. Um, That is so awesome, you know, about it being your third time doing this. Oh, I know you have to feel grand about doing fighting. I wish I could join a book club. I mean, just to get together and start talking about books. That's, I'm I'm so happy for you, Leah. I really am. I'm overjoyed. Thank um, you. You're so welcome. Now, here comes the good part, what we were discussing in the beginning about the Daily Cups of Consciousness meditation. How do the listeners sign up for a free week of the Daily Cups of Consciousness Meditation. I would love to gift your listeners um, with this free week and even a sample um, tall cup session. It's about a 45-minute energy balancing session. And they can go to cupsofconsciousness.com. And um, then you just put your email address. You can also go to my website, aleadao.com, A-L-E-Y-A-D-A-O, Dot com, And that also gives you the option to get a free week of the Daily Cups. And there are basically seven meditations that are delivered for seven days. And they give you an introduction to these concepts of connecting with your higher self, your divine line, increasing financial abundance. There's one of my music songs on it, um, manifesting your greatest dreams. So I kind of picked like the seven basic aspects. And then if those daily cups resonate for you, you can um, you'll be invited to subscribe if you want. And I and if if you don't want to subscribe or money is a little tight, I have. I think over 50 free meditations on my website, aleadow.com. So feel free to check out 
those free resources, free conscious conversations, free energetic weather reports, all sorts of things that are available on alea.com. Wow. And I definitely make sure I check that out. You can't beat that at all. In a Hmm. perfect world, what do you hope any reader who gets their hands on your book will walk away after they read it? It's funny you're asking me that question, and people have asked me, but I have a funnier, funnier, more more appropriate response today than ever before, and that is your energetic GPS system. And so basically the book gives you the roadmap and helps you discern how to navigate through your challenges and flip them into your greatest strengths and how to create a life of greater abundance and joy, not using your mind or the physical realm, but how to use this other part of you, this other resource that does exist in this higher plane. Wow. I don't think you gave a fact. like to share. Can you repeat that? Yes, ma'am. Is there anything else you would like to share with us? Oh, it's just been an incredible honor to be on your show. And um, I invite people to use their breath to bring themselves into that inner river of light and to recognize that the light that flows within you is absolutely beautiful. It is perfect. It's in a constant state of divine connection. And all of the things that you yearn for are actually already within you. Let it be so. I hope. Right. I hope so, too. And the only way you can flourish is to just open yourself up. Let whatever goodness you can inside you. And as I said um, yesterday on my show, we have to get rid of negative thoughts. If they start coming about, like just the same way when you count and you say your name, what happens? Your counting stops. The same way negative thoughts appear in your mind quietly. Say something that you know will block it. I know I can. I can do this. I will beat this. Say it, and it will. It shall come about. And if anyone who has not joined a um, millionaire minded, please do so at eight ten ten at milled mind. That's at m i l l. M-I-N-D, affirmations are 7.30 a.m., Monday through Friday, and that's Eastern Time. Saturday and Sunday is at 9.30, I mean, at 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. So, please, it's a great positive affirmation because we need it. You speak it, and it shall come true because today I am happy, I am grateful, I am millionaire-minded. But, Leia, thank you so very much for joining us today. I appreciate it, and I can't wait to welcome you back again. Thank you. You are so welcome. And from my friend Mary Ellen, it's this, the truth of the day. The attention you pay others will make your world brighter. When you are feeling upbeat and happy, you will find yourself looking for ways to delight the people around you. Allow your compliments to emerge naturally, honestly. Through doing this, you are demonstrating esteem and respect for them. When you compliment the people you encounter, take time to mind the outcome. And always remember, the good you see in others is the good that is also inside of you. Today, take pleasure while you place an unexpected note of positivity into another's life. Enjoy the day, everyone. God loves you, and so do I. I'll see you next time on The Bright Side with Technicia. 
Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 